I've heard many family stories throughout the years. Most of them are about my grandfather, how resilient he was. I knew he immigrated to New York from China, but I had no idea how challenging his journey was. Well, not until recently. My name is Edward, and I'm from the Brooklyn Line High School. Last year, a host of TED Talks Daily, at least who came to speak at my school. She told us about how thousands of people swam from China to Hong Kong to escape poverty and persecution. They were known as freedom swimmers. I thought back on everything I'd heard from my grandfather over the years and realized, wait, he was a freedom swimmer. I had to find out more about this story. He was 17. One day he came home from the from working from the field, and it's about dinner time. So there's only one dish on the table, and some only a quarter few of rice in the rice bowl, and he saw his little niece, which she was only five. She looked at the table and said, Oh, we only have salt tonight. So basically, there's really rice and salt uh, for dinner. That's my mom. Uh, my name is Doris Wong. Uh, and my father, uh, his name was Xu Yuan Wong. And he's originally from a small village in Shenzhen, Canton. Um, where he felt extremely, extremely sad. And he was thinking at that time, how can he further improve the life? And how can he make it better? Where can he make it better? And he, at that night, he was talking to uh, some folks um, in the village and they're all thinking about the same thing. So they make a decision and say they need to find a way out. So they decided, you know, to escape. The year was 1958, and the swim took place in the dead of night in the seemingly endless cold salt water. Death awaited around every corner. And even if you had survived, there was no guarantee that you would even be able to make any money to even support yourself. But yet, many brave individuals have attempted this journey, swimming for hours, chasing the sliver of hope presented in Hong Kong. The, the chance is that, you know, there's only half and half chance, right? Whether you make it, once you make it, you might possibly have a better future. But if the other half of the chance, if whether you got eaten by a shark or you drowned, or you get caught. So there are many chances, right, that you would not make it. It's really no preparation because they they they're very limited. They have no money. Um, you know they have no tool. Uh, what they did what they did was they have a plastic bag. Um, so the, the group of them um, decided they schedule a day and thinking that you know 
once they leave at that day at night uh, when they start swimming uh, it will take about eight hours to swim across the river that I mean the the sea from from uh, China to to Hong Kong so what they plan when when they this is a big risk because you know there is a chance they're gonna get caught once they get caught normally you know they will be executed so there's actually few of them I don't remember exactly how many um, so they planned it uh, a day and then they had they gather two plastic bags one is actually put uh, a set of dry clothes inside the plastic bag and then the other one is actually just a spare <laughs> so they found two plastic bags for each guy and then some wood are locked it's not some not the best luggage <laughs> no no that that's the be- that's the best they can have right um so according to his cousin um she came to the US afterward legally so she told based on what she said on that day what she remembered was she knew uh my dad and her brother uh actually plan out uh to escape so Uh, she actually killed the last chicken um, and, oh, wow. and actually uh, give them a, a, a really good meal before they leave. Oh, right. They were on a farm. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they actually have a farm. So, so obviously the so farm they, wasn't bad. They wow. did have a good meal <laughs> and, and start before they took off. <laughs> a one chicken farm. Yes. So I think they, they left in the evening after dinner and they, they walked to the, the shore. And then in start in, in midnight, like after dark, they start swimming. And my dad said they, each one of them have a lock to hold on to. Um, it's kind of like a floaty. Yeah, it's like a floaty. Or just so airy. Yeah, so, yeah. so they, they, each one of them grab a log and then they just keep swimming. So they swam about eight hours, nine hours. They actually uh, got there. Wow, eight, nine hours yeah, with just a log and a plastic and bag. Yes. <laughs> I mean... I think in today, if he... At that time, with that kind of body and, and health, uh, he probably a winner of uh, uh, F1, a triathlon. Yeah, he might, he might have been in a triathlon. Yes. He might have been in the Olympics, yeah. So, <laughs> if, only, so, if only the circumstances were better. Yes. Um, we managed to... Uh, find his uh, relatives um, in Hong Kong. Um, <clears throat> obvious that at that time, uh, he didn't have rich relatives, so all his relatives were very, very poor also. Um, so, but he was very lucky. He got a bed under the staircase. So there's actually a few of them. Um, uh, oh, wow. He lived under the staircase? Yes, under the staircase. <laughs> like a Harry Potter kind of thing? Yeah, but outside, outside. Oh. <laughs> That's even worse than Harry Potter's situation. Yeah, yeah. It's not indoor, it's outdoor. Outdoor staircase was his yes. home. His first home in Hong Kong. He swam eight hours yes. just to be greeted with a staircase bed.
outside. But he was grateful. But he was grateful. Yes. Wow, he had a strong body and a strong mind. Huh? Many young men who made the journey to Hong Kong had little to no work experiences or skills. So an option was to try to find a master or a shifu who would teach students under the age of 18 their skills and oftentimes provide you with a room and board in exchange for cheap labor. There were shifus from many different trades. My grandfather found himself working for a chef. My grandfather who grew up with the fear of not knowing when the next meal was, was now getting to learn how to cook delicious foods he's always hoped of trying. Progress was made! Dad actually found a master um, that took him, but he lied to the master that he was only 15. Uh, I think they believe him because, I mean, obvious that, you know, he lack of nutrients, so he probably very small in size, <laughs> even though he was 18. My grandfather would hop from job to job depending on which place paid him more. After a while, he had reunited with his brother who managed to come to Hong Kong legally through his medical condition. He actually uh, reunited with his brother when he uh, went to Hong Kong. And when they reached to 21 years old, um, they actually got a job For the first 5 or 10 years after leaving China, my grandfather didn't dare to go back because he escaped illegally. There would be a chance that he would be captured so he never really went back. So being on a cargo ship thousands of miles away from home meant that my grandfather missed home quite a bit. He has been writing uh, to a girl that he met, which is his sister-in-law's sister. <laughs> yes, that, that, that was my mom. So, so they were like writing uh, to notes. each other. Yes, I think when the time he was about 30 years old, he figured that, you know, he really want to get married to this woman that they've been writing each other all this year. Um, so he wrote to this woman and asked her to meet him in on the cargo ship, they were able to experience many countries, but one place stood out to them quite a bit, which was New York City. They thought the place was beautiful and wanted to take another shot at moving. So when they arrived in New York again, they left the cargo ship and decided just to stay in New York. They landed in New York City once, and then they felt like, wow, you know, this is a great place. And so they actually make a plan. They took another. They took another route. But after a while, he was deported and sent back to Hong Kong. Uh, after when he have his third daughter was born, um, his brother told him that you know, also cousin in the U.S. told him that you know maybe he should apply you know a working visa. 
to the U.S. because you know that's a better solution for him. My grandfather for about three years, so I never really got to hear the story from him. After I heard about his experiences from my mom, I could see his determination and love for his family and the hard work he's done for his family and generations after him. To actually get to enjoy the fruits of his labor. I'm Edward Moy, and I wrote and produced the story for the Summer Youth Podcast Ken, a program of the Belt in partnership with Gimlet Media and music from Blue Dot Sessions. I'd like to thank my editor, Caitlin Boguki, for her support. Thank you so much for listening.